this whole week it's like I can't take a, a deep breath when I have my PMS. I keep, you know, it's just like it's like shallow. No, I yeah, know just, why. That's for me. That's how I'm, I was living like that my whole fuck the last ten years of my life. Shallow yeah. breathing, just like. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like. <sighs> Think of how much breathing you do when you're at Fort Funston. <coughs> yeah, I suppose so. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like it's not working out anymore. Cause no, I know because like, you've gotten used to it. Yeah, my body's just like, oh, that's nothing. Yeah, that's why I think know, the stairs like, are like for me now. It's like now the stairs up in the loft. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's nothing. Yeah. But I've been good. I've been out running like after work oh, almost shit. every day. Are you serious? It, it, even if it's just like for 20 minutes, I fucking did it, you know, like it wow. broke some sweat. And yeah. So I've been really good. Yeah. I feel better too. Yeah. Like shit. Yeah, I gotta. I've been, I've been. This week, I'm, I'm getting back to focusing on eating because I was eating a lot of because that cake I Valentine's yeah, that's cake and tired I had, too. I know I was eating yeah, cake and ice cream. I was like in a, yeah. I was just like, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like I'm PMSing, but I'm waiting for it or I don't know what's going on. Maybe I'm menopausal now. Do you know in three years I'll be eligible for a senior citizen discount? <laughs> <laughs> Not everywhere, but when you turn 55, some places offer you a senior citizen discount. For what? Cocktails? Food, clothing. Like, if you go to Goodwill, you get... Take it. Of course. Yeah. We need our money for the dogs. Yeah. Are we recording? Oh, shit. I know. I know. Already knows I wouldn't be a senior citizen in three years. Well, I don't look like one, so there you go. Oh, don't be anxious now. Oh, that's right. This is ageism, which is perfectly and appropriate for what we're going to be talking about today because I know that this has been on our mind. Yeah, any form of discrimination, like we we are against at this time and age. Um, and speaking of that, I wanted to tell you, uh, I was uh, walking the pack at uh, Fort Funston the other day and we walked by this guy who's um, with his dog doing a shot collar training. Mm-hmm. And, you know, me and Journey just started the shot color training. Uh, so naturally I'm interested. And so like I talked to him a little bit as we passed him by. Um, and uh, he says that, oh, yeah, I almost gave my dog up. But luckily this training is working out so well. And uh, I was just. Uh, You're like, I can just, I, I, could, I can't imagine your facial expression. Yeah, I was a little appalled yeah. that uh, you can so just shamelessly yeah. uh, say that you would just abandon your dog like that. And it's like, what What kind of, um, why can't we have an unconditional love for our dogs as family members, just as we do for our children? Like, you know, would you like toss your kids to the curb if they misbehaved? No, of course not. And the fact that, you know... Uh, we we the way that you described it to me was like it was so nonchalant like it was like it was okay to to even uh, to have that as an option and that's what was really shook me because that was a normal reaction where it should be like if that was a child yeah I was thinking about giving him up that would not (laughs) you know that casually like that right you'd be like what oh my god but here it's like this person thought it was okay to casually drop yeah, I was going to give up on my adopted f- fur baby. I said, I hope you never have children. And I walked away. 
Well, this just really brings up the whole fact that, you know, as humans, we see ourselves as superior over every living thing. And that is something that people take for granted. Like they never even think about that. Well, like it's, it's just, oh yeah, we are superior. It's just, that's how we think as humans. But wait, stop and think about this for a moment. What, why did, why do you feel you're so superior over all living things? Humans are animals. We're animals and we actually have a responsibility to be better than, you know, because we are animals and that we're also, because of our, you know, intelligence and our ability, we really should be better and more open to the the or the world around us and the with plants and the animals and everything like that. You know, it's, well, it's just like my kids, you know, they watch Spider-Man and it says, with power comes great responsibility. F-A-I-R-Y-T-A-I-L-S Hi, Tiffany. Hi, Louise. We're back. We are back, and it's good to be back. I missed you. I missed this, too. I miss I miss talking. Yeah, time really tick-tocked away from us there. Here we are. Tick-tocked. Tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. Oh, two months went by? Holy shit. Was it like two months? It was like the holidays, right? It was right before the holidays that we... Are yeah, like- it was just like we went into the holiday fog and yeah. now we came out on the other side of it and we're like, what happened? Yeah, <laughs> I think I think that there's a lot of people that can relate to that. I think so too. But yeah, meanwhile, we've been uh, busy with Baby Yoda. So poor Baby Yoda was presumed to be hit by a car because his... Um, pelvis was shattered and he also the socket between his leg and his um his joints was is also shattered so he's in a lot of pain but this sweet guy is so sweet and doesn't give a shit that he's in pain because he's just like he wags his tail he's so loving and um what's beautiful is that he's gonna have surgery to alleviate some of that pain so he's gonna even be better than he is now i mean he's medicated but he's doing great he is a lucky little guy, and he's a uh, medium-sized, uh, brown, uh, and skinny. Skinny little, yeah, he's red, he's like a red-brown, he's got a small, it's funny, he's kind of like a tiny little waist, little, and then, you know, and he's just got the sweetest face, oh my god, he's so cute, he's just got these big eyes, and doesn't have a mean bone in his body, he's just precious, so, you know, he's available for adoption, Um, I, yeah, and yet, I've had him for a while and I'm getting attached. So he really needs a special adopter. Baby Yoda mama, wherever you are, now it's time to come. All right, moving on. Uh, We have Maleficent, the magnificent Maleficent. Oh my God, I'm going to take a picture of her right now. She's so cute. She's laying on her back with her belly. Oh, we, we can post that. She is a sweetheart who is just very, she's very scared. She's been hiding under the couch most of the time. Uh, But she's making progress every day, you know. She's coming out a little bit more, walking around the the apartment and letting me pet her a little bit and, you know, taking treats from my hand. So she's coming around, coming around, but very, very slowly. I think she will come around because, you know, when I met her at the shelter, she was there with her siblings. Um, she was found in a, 
and someone had heard their owner had died. Um, and there was, she had seven dogs, um, ranging in ages. None of them were spayed or neutered. Um, and you know, they, she, she's probably very attached to her siblings and miss them very much. And also her, her owner who died, you know, so I don't like the term owner. Well, what I know, I don't know what the, the family guardian is a good neutral word. Guardian. Yeah, I love guardian. I don't like owner too. So thanks for, yeah, because I was like struggling with the right word. I was like, what? Mommy is her guardian. It's beautiful. I like that guardian. And, um, you know, when I saw her in the shelter, she was the most, she was wagging her tail. Like out of the, all the siblings, she was the most friendliest. And, and uh, so I think she's just in shock right now. Oh, yeah. She's missing her siblings so much. It's heartbreaking what they have to go through. And yeah. it's just, you know, but they do come around with uh, time and love and, and understanding. Love, love heals all. I mean, love is power. When they get a lot of love, they, they heal fast compared to like a human would need more time where they just give them some love and they're just like open their hearts to you. And, you know, I think it's more rewarding to um, love a dog than to actually be a dog and get loved. Love is the answer. But what is the question? The question is, why do humans think or believe they are superior? Why do you think they think that way, Louise? Um, I have pondered upon this. I think humans who think they are superior to other animals do so uh, without consciously deciding to do so. I think it's religion because religion, the, the Bible and many other religious books tell them, tell humans that this planet was made for them at their use and disposal, um, which is really a small sighted way of looking at things. And I think people have been programmed and taught that for, and it's been in their nature for so many years, but we need to question that. We need to question that because they're, they were, they we're connected to the plants and the animals and there's, there's energy all around us and it does, if we do affect each other. Yeah. I think it's hard to uh, deny that animals are conscious beings with uh, a wide range of emotions and that they are in a sense, very similar uh, to us in the sense that they experience situations and uh, they make decisions uh, and so on. These are scientifically proven facts that are approved by uh, scientific councils. Like I was reading uh, just the other day in my animal communication studies, mm. uh, they actually talked about that and how, like, the uh, guy who co discovered the DNA, he uh, was studying about the consciousness of animals and he, like, managed to prove that they are indeed just as conscious as humans. And, you know, they have uh, the same um, brain-outlaid situation. What I'm saying is we have all of this information that, that say that animals are, you know, they're not so much beneath us. No, it's not, not at all. And there's a lot of books, a lot of them are environmental uh, books about the environment connecting animals and plants and everything and how... Um, they're just as equal to not just animals, plants are equal to, to humans as well. They have every right to live, insects, all everything. Um, but which some people like, 
look at that and think that's wacko. Um, but I have read articles about speciesism where, you know, thinking one is superior over another is, um, is actually not, it's not, it's, it's, a, it's an ignorant thought and it's something that we don't ever rarely talk about or we, we, I mean, right now this subject, I'm sure there's people out there like, what the hell are laughing at this? Because there, it is so ingrained in our brain that humans are above all everything. Yeah, it's so self-evident. No, people don't even think to question it. They find it bizarre. And yeah, like you said, it's so easy to make fun of because they're going to be like, oh, so what? Dogs are going to vote now? Exactly. Like, I, yeah, you could, I could totally hear it. And that has nothing to do with it. No, it's not about giving them the same legal rights as humans. That's not what animal rights is about. It's about respect of life. And, you know, they, they don't need the same things as humans because they're not humans. But it's respect of life. I think that's perfectly well said. And we as humans, I mean, we have a responsibility. So even though we have, we're more stronger and powerful over a child, does that mean we can torture a child and do whatever we want to them because we have more strength and power over them? Not to mention that, of course, there are thousands, if not millions of people who are uh, living with intellectual challenges and different diagnoses and are we allowed to take advantage? Yeah, exactly. You know, we wouldn't say that we are. We'd like, cause we have to value the human life, but why does it have to be the human life? Why can't it be life? Yeah. Why can't it be? I want to hear What's the argument that you, what, what is the argument that people would, if, okay, let's put ourselves in the shoes in the minds of the average person. My first thought about that would have to be corporations. How does speciesism serve us? It helps corporations make money. That's an obvious answer. Uh, if we can treat animals badly and keep keep them in thousands in confined spaces and produce meat, uh, uh, then let's do that because it helps make more money. And we need to get medicine and makeup tested on them. And we can do that and save money and nobody cares about the animals. Up until, you know, recent years, we have some wonderful legislation against it. But I think this is why uh, speciesism serves the corporate world very well. Yeah, it really comes down to greed. I mean, because the the legislation to make uh, the conditions better for the animals is not really coming through because they're being lobbied against by the big money. Yeah, because it costs them money to do the right thing. Period. You know, that's why it's the same thing about for the environment. You know, it's 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 to do the right thing is going to cost us more money, and it also makes other corporations not make any money because they're not going by the regulation, the environmental regulation. So it's the same thing of just plant life, earth life, animal life. But, you know, the good thing is that we are seeing progress in so many parts of the world, like in Europe and in Asia, where they're making huge steps in animal rights and hurting less animals. In America, the reality is that who is the richest will win. So it's going to be a really tough game for the American animals. But for animals in Europe, you know, they're doing a lot better. 
Well, that's the that's the silver lining is that you know it can it can change can happen, and we're not here to be super negative and like, but we want to bring awareness. And it really did surprise me because there is a lot of lack of awareness around this that even the most intelligent, uh, socially responsible people are unaware of. Um, I had a really dear dear friend of mine listened to our podcast and was re- was had no idea about the whole puppy mill situation and and um, this is a very intelligent successful kind-hearted socially conscious person so there's a lot of information out there that just is not reaching enough people I think most people are speciesists, Mm -hmm. but I also think that they never even thought to question that thought. No one ever presented an alternative. Yeah, no, it's so it's so it's not that they don't like animals or that they never, you know, really valued that relationship they had with an animal. It's just that, you know, the sky is blue and this is the way it is. It's ingrained. And that's why this is a big conversation. This is a it's it's very debatable and um by so many people but um i think because the thought hasn't expanded to that enough like that's a big thought for a lot of people oh worries equal as any living thing no i can't no 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 but i think people forget many times is that humans are also animals we are animals well, the, I would say the religious community will argue with that with you. What are we if not animals? So I have to tell you the story. This is very entertaining. So we've, we're going to go on the, the funny side, but it's personal too. So my dad's side of the family are very, like, they're like, let me just say, they're real country folk who believe in the Bible. So at my grandmother's funeral... My cousin got up there to speak on behalf of her mother, who's my aunt, um, about, you know, the grandmother. And she talked about the story. She said that grandma, when when my aunt came home and said, Mama, we're, we come from monkeys. Grandma went to the school and yelled, my daughter, my kid, we don't come from no damn monkeys. And this was what was said at my fu- the parents, my grandmother's funeral, like, and, uh, oh my God, you should, uh, me and August and Arlo and Michael were looked at each other, we're just like, oh, these are like, this is the thought. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's just so scenic, you know, I can just picture it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and absolutely wonderful and not. One direction that I've seen that the, the discussion about speciesism uh, takes off in uh, when I've been scrolling around online uh, is that it goes into the legal sphere, of course, and it gets really, really uh, focused on the fact that, you know, if we're equals, then we have to rewrite so much about the basis of the law because then we can't use animals for work, food. Yeah. Can't you just rewrite the law? Like, what what kind of an argument is that? I mean, I think the problem is is just giving them fair treatment. Okay, fine. You know, 
there is a way to still be higher on the food chain, as they say, and eat meat, have leather goods, all those things, but do it ethically and humanely. Don't you think it's very privileged of you to say that, though? I mean, because you and I can go and buy our, you know, kind of meat from San Marin Farms here and feel good about it. But you and I are maybe a lot more privileged than somebody in Idaho or Kentucky. I don't know. No, I. that's a great point. No, it's like, can most people even afford it, though? Like, we're sitting in San Francisco where it's, like, readily available, you know? So you're saying basically, yeah, because slaughtering in an inhumane way is a lot cheaper. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. We don't need to eat as much meat as we do, and that's the thing, is that if we fostered a, a, a culture where we ate more vegetables and more other grains and everything else besides meat – or f- products that are, you know, plant-based meat products that are available to us now and make it more accessible, then we wouldn't be talking about this as much because the problem is we live in a society, and especially in America, not just America, all over, that, you know, you eat meat in every meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Tiffany, are you trying to tell America to eat less meat? Yes, I am. It's responsible. It's the responsible thing. If you want to be a decent human in this world... Eat less meat because you're promoting abuse. Well, I hope I live to see the day. It's never going to happen, but there is a lot more options out there that are plant-based that you can eat. I'm not saying don't eat meat. I'm just saying be responsible. And, you know, if you can't afford a meat and so you're taking abuse, I, you know, I sympathize with that. Like, I mean, I I don't want to, you know, come across as like this horrible uh, privileged person living in San Francisco. Um, and so I get it, but couldn't we, couldn't we also just, we, from what I know, we could feed so much more people in the world with vegetables, grains than we could with animal byproducts. I grew up a vegetarian, so I'm all for it. I mean, I do believe that it uh, is very healthy for our bodies to, to eat meat. Uh, so I hope there is, you know, uh, just humane way we can keep that circle going. Yeah. And I think there is. Yeah. And if it, it costs more money, well, then meat should be more expensive. Definitely. You know, and that's the thing is that we want to, we want to, it's, you know, manufacturing of meat. I mean, once you scout and you see what happens, I think that will People just put turn a blind eye to it, or that you know, some people just don't give a shit and could care less about any other living being. People are busy raising their children and fixing their broken down cars and watching the weather and walking their dogs. I know, I think that we are so caught up in our material world, it's just we're we're just in a we're we're running, running circles, we're in the hamster wheel, and you know, and. I mean, I know this sounds very, everyone talks about, oh, it's, you know, it's like the Matrix. But the thing is, is that we are caught up in that, you know, and we don't really know how to get out of it. But we can make baby steps and just keep doing little things and improve somebody's life. Yeah, I liked uh, this idea of thinking that uh, if think of your uh, 
self as plus and minus, you know, like when you leave this world, you could either have been on the plus side or the minus side for the world. Mm. So like make sure you leave a plus sign, like yeah. you know, you leave a good mark on the world just from you. I love that. That's beautiful. That was really well said. And I think that's it is even if it any mark and you know, if we all make an effort, you know, those little marks turn to big things. Let's hope that's true. I do feel like we do focus on a lot of negative things in the world, especially if you listen to the news, um, and we're missing out on all the good that's happening, and we are making progress, and you remind me that all the time, Louise, and I thank you for that, because sometimes I can get bogged down, but, you know, I've I've changed a lot of my my views, and sometimes I, I actually do avoid those negative articles and things like that, because... Good job! Yeah. Especially when it comes to animals, sometimes I just can't look at it anymore. And all mm-hmm. I do is focus on what can I do? What can I do? I admire you for looking at those uh, pictures of animals suffering, though. I I can't. I don't know about that. Because like, I, I feel bad that I don't look at it. Because then, you know, I'm the horrible person who watches Friends instead of watching, you know, the reality of those images. Well, no, you're not. You're you're actually, but you're you're a person making a difference. So you you get a pass. Yeah, yeah, I get you a get pass. a pass. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. You know, but for everyone else, you know, you don't get a pass. Life, uh, you know what you can do? You can actually go and give five stars to our podcast right now on your phone. Charity doesn't always have to mean you give money. Right now, you can just help us uh, be seen by more people and spread the word about rescue dogs and how great they are so please tap 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 go on your phone right now and give us a five-star review every little bit helps and you know that's all we all just have to take little steps to do good things in the world um and i feel like you know i do feel like a lot of people do we could do more i know i could always do more most people we know are speciesists, right? I would say 90%. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot, but that's because this is a really... I bet people don't even know the word speciesism. Uh, absolutely, they don't know. They never heard of it. Did we explain it in the beginning? Yeah, so it's basically that anim- looking at any other living things is like your chair, your table, your toilet paper... Your shampoo. Mm-hmm. It's like they have nothing. They're just objects. Yeah. What are we talking about? Speciesism. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you mean about my shampoo? Well, that animals are just as meaningless as your bottle of shampoo. No rights. Nothing. No, no feelings. No. No, I feel like you can still like put a value to a dog you know it doesn't have to be as val you know as as a shampoo bottle like it can still be of some value like there's a hierarchy and that's know, not how farm animals are treated though farm yeah. animals are treated like your box of cereal you know native americans were very respectful to animals and plants earth and what's lost is that yes they were hunters but they used they respected, they actually would do blessings or prayers and thank to them for um, when they killed them. 
and um, there was the, just respect and honor, like gratefulness for them and used every single part of their body, you know, not just like didn't just eat the meat. I mean, it was like the furs, the bones, everything. They didn't waste anything. Come to think that if they would have fought a little bit harder and actually won that war, we would live in a whole different world where we might not mm. have speciesism. Mm. That's an, in, you know, that would be a great movie. You just thought of a great movie. Can you imagine? Like, Ooh, what we if? do that. What if? That would be so interesting. Like, what if, the, yeah, what if the Native Americans did win? Yeah. Mm, what would it be so beautiful? I mean, we lost so much knowledge and wisdom from all of those ancestors. And we've lost, like, natural remedies. And, you know, we can go on because we butchered them. That's, spe- that's speciesism there in a way. Well, not speciesism because they're human. But it's that same concept that we were the white man superior over the... Native Americans, well, they call them Indians there because they're idiots, but anyways. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think that we tend to forget how stuck we are within our own culture and being in the Western culture, the dominating culture dominating. of the Roman Empire of the modern century in the galaxy of the universe. Mm-hmm. What do we do about that? Just a little more respect, love, and kindness to all living things. That's all we ask. So what is the opposite of speciesism? Like, what are we? What? Delusional. <laughs> um, hippies. Those goddamn hippies. I know. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, okay. Love to all living creatures. Yes. Uh, but where do we draw the line? Well, I know where I draw the line. I really don't like pincher bugs, so I do kill pincher bugs. Exactly. A f- common form of speciesism uh, that often goes unnoticed is the discrimination against very small animals. Many people consider a horse much more deserving of consideration than a mouse, you know, simply mm. because the mouse is smaller. So is this, you know, okay with you, Tiffany? I really, I, I don't like pincher bugs. So yeah, I I am okay with killing pincher bugs. I don't even know what those are. They're the they or some people call them earwigs. Okay, they're known to crawl in your ear. That's why they call them earwigs. You have bugs in your ear? No, I don't. But they're these are bugs that will sometimes crawl in your ear. They're ugly. They move fast and they're they look like I'll say, I'll pull up a pic. Well, I can't pull up a picture because I can't get internet here. But. I will pull up a picture and I'll send it to you one day. And they're just, they're ugly. I do not like pincher bugs. Please don't. And I will kill them. But I don't kill spiders. I love spiders. Oh, yeah. A friend of spiders here, too. What about flies? I don't mind them at all. I think they're pleasant to have around. I don't like flies, but I don't like them landing on my food. I used to take off their wings and pretend they were dogs when oh, I was no. a kid. Oh, shut up. I was a kid. Louise, that's that's a little psycho. It was a game, you know, kids. I don't know, Louise. Man, this is this is disturbing. But I knew I did know somebody who had a booger collection. Ew! Oh, <laughs> please, That's no, gross. Stop. I wasn't friends with him. Stop. I remember kids. Or what about snails or like worms? You- yeah, you know, it's um, maybe 
a few generations down, somebody will sit there and advocate for worms the way we advocate for dogs. Who knows? But worms do good things. They, they help with the soil. But what about cockroaches? Everybody has a meaning. What do you mean? Like, are you going to find some useless animal that I'm going to say it's okay for us to kill? I think it's, I think we just, no, I'm just trying to like stir the pot here. Like it, this is, this is all about having a constructive debate about speciesism. <laughs> speciesism. Speciesism or is it speciesism? Speciesism or speciesism. I think it's either one. Yeah, you know, so where where do we draw the line on, on that? And, uh, you know, also, so, like, we're still being very abstract about, you know, what it is that the animals would have in terms of equalness. W- would it just be a, a respect for life? Or, the, like, you know, what is it that they have uh, so that we can't inflict pain on them? That if they're living in the shelter, they should have more humane conditions, that, you know, the state needs to pay for people to be able to help them exercise and have a life that is not prison-like. Well, we have, ch- children have rights, okay? Let's just put their children have rights, right? Yes. They, they and animals don't have the same rights as children. So what I'm trying to say is, we can, it, it, it's people who abuse children go to jail. People who abuse animals rarely go to jail. In America, well, I want to leave, live in a country where they send them to jail. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, I mean, that's a thing. It's like we, they don't have rights. So they need to have rights. They need to have more rights. Mm. And, and because, like I said, with great power comes great responsibility, we are responsible for giving them rights because we are in control and power for everything right now. We're we do have more power because we're more intelligent and whatnot. So we have to do the right thing. We have to be bigger and better because we have to do the right thing. We're moral animals is a term that I've seen floating around in discussions about speciesism. Uh, and that's how humans differ so much from other animals is that we are moral beings. We're the only ones who walk around with morals and ethics. Mm-hmm. So thus we shall follow those. And, you know, be as guardians of the earth and yeah. the little beings. Like, I like that. Guardians of the earth and the beings. Like little fairies. Yeah, that's it. We should be little fairies and taking care of everything and, and a positive, beautiful, because we can do it. But, you know, it's interesting what you said. We have, we're, we are moral and ethic, ethical animals. But so why are we not talking more about that and that what we do is so well you know what the more money you have does not equal happiness we've seen that we know that look around it's not you know happiness is something that well I don't know about happiness or just having uh, you know living at your true life and being your truth and being a, a good person and good to others and good to animals and I mean that's going to give you way more happiness than your all the money you can have that's going to cause you more problems you're not going to be happy except that's not true because th- this money would actually make a lot of dogs happy if it was put in the right hands and that's very true but the, <laughs> that's the, a lot of people who who are after money aren't after donating it they're after you know using it for ugly tacky jewelry and stupid clothing and you know 
I don't know. It's mm-hmm. uh, yeah. You said donating, and that reminds me that I want to thank the wonderful people who have been donating to Fairy Tales Dog Rescue. Oh my God! What a blessing to have people who just don't even know us just donate money and just know that we're going to do the right thing with it because we're doing such well. You know, some people say we're doing God's work. And so these people have donated through our website, fairytalesdogrescue.com. And we especially got some donations when Betty White passed away. Oh. You know, and I thought that was so endearing to see that people thought of us. Oh, Betty White was also, you know, she left her mark. Like you were saying earlier, Louise, leaving your mark and pluses. Like not, she left a plus, you know, because of her love for animals. So mm, She certainly did. And, you know, so we will cherish that. Thank you so much. Infinite gratitude. You know what? Some animals are more emotional. Dogs. How do you know that? Because people have connection with their animals, certain animals, more than they have a connection with their pet snake. Well, it doesn't mean that, you know, uh, pet snakes don't have uh, connections with other pet snakes. Okay, but, you know, they are kind of loners. Well, so that means they're not as valuable? Mm, this is a tough one. No, they're not. They're, they, they are. I'm just talking about the connection that humans have with animals. Yeah, so, but, you know, in terms of... I know what, what why... It's, this is a complex subject, if you really think about it. Yeah, but I think it's healthy to open up that little lid in Pandora's box and, you know, ask yourself... How different are you from all the other animals? And remember that you are an animal. Unless you believe. Well, I'm not going to get religious here. Don't. Yeah. I got to pee really bad, by the way. Okay. Then it's a wrap. (laughs) It's a wrap. All right. Thank you so much for listening. And we are so grateful for all of your support and um, spreading the word. And if you're interested in adopting little Maleficent or Baby Yoda, please or Foster, go, please go to fairytalesdogrescue.com. Dot com, not dot org. It's dot com. And what is our Instagram? Fairy underscore tells underscore dog underscore rescue. All right, over and out. Ciao. And he thinks I'm free But my brain and his chain look the same to me